Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, Illusory Wall. Hello. And welcome to the podcast. Yay. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Hey, this yeah. is great. Uh, I'm excited to, there's been much happening uh, in the discussion in the Souls community lately, and to actually have, have people to talk about uh, with these things is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Aww. And hi, it's everyone. It's a shame it's us. Oh my god, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who may have been living under a rock lobster, could you tell them about, like, who you are, what you do, and where can people find you? Sure. Uh, I go by the handle uh, Illusory Wall in the Souls community. Um, I do a bunch of, like, mechanics analysis primarily. Um, for a bunch of years, I'd post that stuff directly to, like, Reddit and, and the wikis, um, sort of operating almost behind the scenes in a way. Uh, but a lot more recently, I started making YouTube videos, uh, a series called Dark Souls Dissected, that really gets into the details and kind of explains how the weird mechanics work and everything. And, uh, yeah, so you can find me on YouTube as Illusory Wall, uh, social media as well, Twitter, stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the gist of it. Awesome! And today we're going to talk about Demon Souls, the new trailer, and our general impressions of it. Yes! Yay! So I had a sort of overall, like, like general broad view of the trailer. It, something that kind of struck me about it that I found interesting is that I thought it was a very confident trailer. Mm. What I mean by that is, like, if you're not someone who's already on board with the Souls games, like, you're not a fan of them, or you haven't really played them, or you don't know them well, uh, the opening gameplay segment of the trailer is just, like, a walkthrough of the tutorial area. And I could see a lot of people watching that and being like, what's the big deal? I mean, the graphics are great, so maybe that'll attract some people. But in terms of just, like, the combat, and it's like, oh, you walk down this hallway, and a couple enemies randomly pop out and it's like mm -hmm. it's very like not in your face it's not very trailer ready i feel like that's that segment of gameplay right so yeah. to come out with it, it i felt like it's kind of a bold statement like yeah this is the game like we know there's a built-in uh, like a captive audience for this it's a genre that people know and love uh mm -hmm. so I, I thought that was kind of an interesting interesting choice to make yeah especially when you compare it to the the initial launch trailers for like from 10 years ago where they're making a massive deal out of how much you're going to die. And they're like, kind of there's, I remember one that just, it, it like had all these title cards being thrown at you. That was just saying like online multiplayer PVP throwing all these features at you. Cause we didn't really have a baseline to sort of like compare it to, cause it was new at the time. And now, now everyone kind of knows this. Yeah, they know it and they just feel confident enough. I mean, like, hey, just like very casual gameplay for just a, a minute long segment or whatever. Like, that's enough to get people hooked. And the, yeah. they know it at this point, which is kind of fascinating. Mm. That's a really good point, because after I watched the trailer, I went on YouTube and I found like a walkthrough of that area in the original just to compare, because at first glance, it looked very similar. So once I compared them, like, it's practically the same. They're basically, yeah, they're basically telling you, don't worry, we got this. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sort of vibe I got as well. If you really look at, like, all of the enemy placement, like, there's a few specific things we can nitpick, and I, I guess we will. But the overall impression, 99% of the time from what we see in the trailers, it's like the level layout is identical. The enemy placement is identical. Um, it really feels like the same... I mean, there's a bunch of aesthetic changes and things that have changed, but it feels like the the 
base level of effort into saying like, yeah, this is going to be a familiar experience. I, they're putting that in, it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the changes that are there, though, some weird ones, right? So uh, on Twitter recently, and again, this is something that I missed in my initial comparisons. Like I think most people did in the first wave. The Vanguard uh, has a mouth on its back. Right, yeah. Which is like, whoa. And I'm like kicking myself for not noticing that in the trailer. But again, it's one of those small things where it's like most of what we see looks pretty familiar. Uh, the aesthetic changes of the Vanguard, I'm not too crazy about. Like, that's one of my biggest nitpicks. But adding a mouth to the back, it's like, okay, they are probably considering how the series evolved. And like, if it was too easy to cheese that enemy before, they probably are adding a few mechanics and things to work around to actually, you know, maybe add more depth to the the, the mechanical experience. Hmm. When I first played Demon Souls a couple years ago, maybe, I found it pretty hard. But <laughs> I guess after playing Dark Souls Bloodborne a bunch, going back to it like a few weeks ago, it seemed easier. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's a weird evolution in the difficulty of the games where they kind of evolved from having harsher environments to having like tougher boss fights right yeah 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 so it's like in demon souls like you're definitely worried about getting knocked off a cliff like way more than you are in dark souls 3 yeah but then boss fights are just like for me you know a lot of people talk about the souls games in terms of like the hardest one you'll have played is the first game you've played comments online being like dark souls 3 is so easy and i'm like i have no idea what those people are talking about (laughs) like Dark, dark souls 3 is so damn hard to me like it's the last souls game i've played you know yeah. But yeah, yeah, definitely it's a weird different experience Demon Souls and it'll be interesting to see how that evolves if they do add more mechanics to make the combat feel more more modern maybe. What one thing that we talked about we did an episode about the kind of evolution from Kingsfield to Demon Souls and about how we know that Demon Souls did start as a first person game when it was initially mm-hmm. in development and like the fights seem to be like almost designed around that kind of still like it's it's slow things that you sort of move around while you're fighting in a way that like if if you can lock on and circle strafe it's way way easier but if you were fighting Mm -hmm. those things with like a twin stick first person setup it would be a lot harder that would explain the design evolution a lot and uh Something I thought was funny, too, coming into Dark Souls 2 from Dark Souls 1, is I remember Dark Souls 2 got a lot of complaints about how they felt like some of the enemy targeting was unfair. And I'm like, ah, you know, though, it was definitely very intentional from the developers. Like, hey, you got used to Demon Souls and Dark Souls 1 a lot, and you're used to strafing around enemies too easily. Mm. So we're just going to have, like, a wind-up attack from this enemy that's, like, delayed longer and will, like, follow you last second better. Yeah. Hmm. And so I feel like those considerations being like, depending on how well you knew the previous games, they want to sort of switch things up and make it harder to rely on some of those older cheesy strategies. And I think that probably comes back to the Vanguard demon here, adding a mouth to its back saying, yeah, if you're used to just hugging its backside too easily, then, you know, you might have a... You're going to have a bad time. (laughs) You're going to have a bad day. You're not going to make it to the Dragon God. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting to see. There's other weird small changes too. Something that you had mentioned in the like screenshot comparison, the armored spider, as well, pos- coating the ground in oil. 
that I think I think that's new as well. I remember you were saying like you couldn't remember if that was in the original. I had sort of had the same thing where my reaction was exactly the same when I saw it. And I was like, I think that's new. Yeah, someone in the in the comments said like that the animation with the oil on the ground is new, but like that specific pattern where it coats the ground in fire, apparently it does do that in the original. Okay. But it's like yeah, a different I, method, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was gonna say it felt halfway familiar. Well, actually that's yeah. a pretty cool that's a pretty good way to do things in add embellishments to a remake because it sort of better explains uh what's happening in that yeah. attack yeah and again like armored spider is like absolutely something you would fight in first person because it is it is just a shooting gallery this thing that's facing you yeah <laughs> yes yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah that'll be interesting to see how that evolves too because again that's a very not late souls game kind of fight uh maybe yeah. comparable to like Wolner and some of the weirder fights but again yeah that's very it feels very old from software yeah yeah it feels like it's kingsfield yes yeah which also has like giant immobile arachnid things in it which actually i've only watched sadly admittedly only watched gameplay of kingsfield i've not played any of the kingsfield games yet so i really have to go back and do my homework so to speak (laughs) it's the type of thing too that if i had those games back in the day they would have 100 percent been up my alley like i would have loved them yeah, um, mm-hmm. I just you know didn't have those games and didn't wear. I did, didn't know it from software until Demon Souls. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, what were your general like reactions to like how how hyped are or not hyped are you guys for the uh, Demon Souls remake? Sin, how hyped are you? Well, you you pre ordered it, didn't you? Already. Well, after I saw the very first trailer, I was like, I don't know about that. And then after I saw the second trailer, I pre ordered a PS Five. Oh, did you actually get your like pre-order uh, through? Yep. <laughs> oh my, I'm so jealous. My boyfriend and I are both like gamers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we stayed up till like 2am, <sighs> refreshing Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I woke up in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep awkwardly just like stumbled over to my computer and like looked online and saw that they were all sold out and like a lot of people were commenting like most recently like oh they were able to get one half an hour ago and then nothing after that and i was like crap i just missed it by like half an hour didn't i oh so uh i I am excited for the game Uh, i haven't reordered pre-ordered a copy of the game yet i'll do that soon but just the the console yeah i'm like that's what i'm nervous about actually getting that at launch I think like PlayStation released a statement on Twitter being like, sorry, we're out of consoles. We'll have more. That's good. Hopefully that's true. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. You see people on like Facebook marketplace or one of those things posting pre-orders for like $1,500. And you're like, that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Scalpers. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. I remember I once bought scalp tickets to a Bjork uh, concert. That's the only time I ever bought scalp tickets. Yeah, it was very, it was a type of thing where like, I was in a queue online to get tickets. And it was mm-hmm. my uh, second and last Bjork concert that I wound up going to. And uh, I was in a queue. And when it counted down to zero, it just like, the number just like shot back up. Like it didn't like actually like it glitched the website glitched or whatever. And the tickets were of course sold out like instantly. And then I wound up paying double uh, for the tickets. So the tickets were like, you know, like it was the most yeah. I've ever paid for a concert yeah. ticket it was yeah. like it wasn't like ludicrous like it was still under 200 dollars. you know like it wasn't like some yeah. astronomical but like i'm used to paying like way less to go to concerts so i was like crap but i mean it's bjork it's worth it 
True. You know, it was worth it, but it's still it's a discussion of like don't don't uh, feed the scalpers, and it was like, well, that's why they have a whole model because there's going to be someone who like absolutely positively can't say no to something. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who you know won't pay for a scalped PS5. I'll I'll try my hardest to get a pre-order mm-hmm. in, um, but yeah, it's it's a sad situation. Damned scalpers. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest thing I want to see, well, I guess it just in terms of general reaction too, I find myself agreeing with a lot of the criticisms about Demon Souls with the Demon Souls remake, but I would sort of make the comparison to like something like Dark Souls 2, where that game gets a lot of complaints, and I, I really enjoyed Dark Souls 2, mm. but at the same time, I agree with most of the major complaints out there, just the difference is the level of severity, right? Like where the complaints about Dark Souls 2 make some people hate it. And I'm just like, well, that maybe just knocks it down a couple pegs. Like, I understand the criticisms they have. And I feel the same way with the Demon's Souls remake, where a lot of people are complaining about the architecture looking a lot more gothic. And that's something, like, in Upper Latria, like, that can, I think that's totally cool. Like, that can fit, that can maybe aid in it feeling weirdly Lovecraftian in some way. Yeah. Um, But when you talk about something in Boletaria, looking like it was supposed to be like soldiers barracks in the original version of the game. It's like, Ooh, like I hope all of like the railings of like stone, like don't have lots of ornate stuff on top of them because they shouldn't, but they probably Mm. will from what we've seen so far. So it's, it's that sort of thing. Like the aesthetic might be kind of stepping in the wrong direction in in a few places, but again, this is like ultra nitpicky and it's the type of thing where I'd be like, yeah, that's maybe not what I would have done, but you know, it doesn't like, destroy my faith or hope in this product too much yeah it, it looks like it I, I don't it's not going like it's not nitpicking to say it looks very very different and it feels very different even though it's mm-hmm. technically the same environment mm-hmm. like um we we talked a, a bit about the nexus last time about how now now it has that shaft of light going down the middle that like illuminates the face of the statue mm-hmm. and that gives it a completely different feel because i was looking back at it and i'm like in the original you not being able to to properly make out the statue to me is a big part of the the atmosphere of that area it's almost mm-hmm. like looking at that statue it's kind of like if something is in the distance with the sun behind it and you can't quite make it out and it feels like what what am i looking at whereas now it's like the lighting is quote unquote better so it breaks right. out all the details but like then it's it 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 has like a more tangible quality to it what I will say is they added a bunch of candles to the Nexus, and that's one addition of, you know, because they're just adding like a bunch of crap and detail to the environments, but uh, Maiden in Black does say that she keeps the candles lit, so I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> they, she actually has something to do now, so. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. some people speculate that maybe this is related to the tendency. That would be interesting. We noticed that the the archstones, the, the little indentation where there's like a gem. Yes, that's mm-hmm. that's empty in the trailer, but it like it has the gem in the socket in the game that we we got ten years ago. So it's like, is it going to be like that's going to be a visual signifier that you've done something to the archstone, like the gem will light up or something? Well, it's funny that you should say that because I remember in the original version of the game, and I might be getting the the archstones mixed up, so I don't remember mm-hmm. which worlds it applies to and which it doesn't. I remember staring really closely at that gem thing and like having a hard time figuring out if it was like an optical illusion where I was like, is it like concave or convex? Is that the right word? Like I couldn't tell if Mm -hmm. there was actually a gem present in it or if it was like the slot of something that was supposed to hold it. Uh, So it would be funny if 
like it was supposed to be there, but they just visually saw it the same way I did, where I thought it was I thought it was empty in the original version mm-hmm. of the game, but um i would have to like look i remember just playing with the camera and binoculars a little bit and being like confused by the visual aspect so that's really funny to me i think it is it's like missing on some of them and it is there on others so i remember um going over it with someone who's like like vadi is doing that um demon souls contest and i like i was helping get reference images for it and we were like oh yeah like this is missing on some but not others like there's all these all these weird details that like i never noticed when i first played it you know how the wings on the arch stones are clearly like bright Mm -hmm. do you think that's tendency related it would be really interesting to have because again the world tendency menu shows the different arch stones and just brightens or darkens them to indicate you know Mm -hmm. what your world tendency is which for this is going weirdly deep into the mechanics as a tangent, but uh, a lot of people are used to reading about world tendency from Wikidot, which is like the best kind of wiki for Demon Souls. But that's like a gross oversimplification of world tendency. It doesn't actually use like a plus one, plus two system at all. It's like it's way more detailed and complicated than that. Hmm. But anyways, that would be an opportunity for them to brighten or darken like some visual elements of the archstones themselves in the environment. Uh, actually, even if they, if they did that and got rid of the World Tendency menu itself, that would actually be pretty damn cool if there's a way to tell just by in the environment. Yeah. Uh, that That's an opportunity to do something. Something else that is would be an interesting consideration. You mentioned like the candles and, and the Nexus and maybe that relating to Tendency in some way. Uh, the original version of Demon Souls does have World Tendency values for the Nexus. Uh, there's just nothing that relates to that. Like every time you're suiciding in the Nexus to like avoid dying in a world and making the game harder um you you were darkening the tendency of the nexus itself uh but there's like nothing that relates to that mechanically so it's sort of like an open slot for like maybe that could make something happen there as well Mm. interesting yeah it's weird There's, there's a lot of things they could do with tendency which is sort of the biggest thing for me wondering what they might do differently in the game that's like world tendency is the big kind of the elephant in the room for me well, there, there's that thing called, um, is it Shattered Mode or something that was like leaked and then deleted? Yes. Yeah. What's Which, that? Who we even knows? Know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that, that's the thing that's like of most interest to me is like, what the mm-hmm. hell is Shattered Mode? Yeah, I have no idea. Some people were speculating, like, maybe it could relate to the original uh, True Death Mode that was cut, but I'm like, mm. I don't know. It sh- that would be a really weird name change for it. Uh, I don't know. The sky's the limit, really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to them just add some sort of new game mode, because why not? You know, Demon Souls is is a fairly short game uh, compared to the rest of the Souls games. And uh, so there's a lot of room. If they want to add more mechanics, more uh, things to do or things to look out for, that'd be great. Yeah. Speaking of shattered archstones. Yes. What do you think of the missing archstone? Uh, I know a lot of people were like keeping an eye out for it in the trailer, and you could see that it is broken still or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I, from a marketing standpoint, if they're going to do anything with it, my first guess is that they would do DLC and that it wouldn't be there at launch. Mm. Because that's kind of like, why not? You know, that seems like a no-brainer. And also just from a design standpoint, like, you know, I know like most video games are have some amount of crunch to them that's just sort of built into the model of making products like that and if they were going to go to the effort of making their completely own level 
Um, which if I were them, I would want to so, so bad. Like, I know that's, it's scary to, you know, is it going to be blasphemy or whatever compared to the original design of the game, making their own level. But like, you come up with all of these mechanics and systems and everything, and you, you work really hard to rebuild this game. It's like, why wouldn't you want the experience of, um, designing your own playground within the game, basically. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I could see them too, like having to really crunch to put the game out there, but then spending more time on a DLC for it. So that that's my like most likely guess is that maybe it'll be there, but packaged as a uh, something you have to buy later on. Yeah, and like the the level maps like still exist. Like you could the geometry is still there. It's just not used. Yeah, the enemies too, right? So yeah, yeah, that's something, yeah. That's something I'd wondered about though because. It's the type of thing where there is a decent amount to the cut maps of the Broken Archstone level, but it's also just simplistic enough that it mm. feels like they could go either way on that. Like, was there a clear intent to those original levels that they want to maintain, or would they just start from scratch? Mm. And I feel like there have been so many Souls games since then that it's not that the Broken Archstone levels are a dead ringer for any later Soulsborne levels, but there, it still just feels like if we were only a couple games into the series that, okay, maybe you would want to see that exact level finished, but I feel like they've probably iterated on some of the concepts in some way in later games that, you know, if you could go back and dig up the team and see like, what really was like, the, what were some of the gimmicks and concepts you had for this area? You would probably find out that it just wound up in dark souls two or dark souls three at some point, even if the design looks a bit different. But so I just feel kind of like if they do the broken art stone, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it just doesn't match the content at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that the broken archstone is in the game or DLC in whatever, you know, shape, way, or form. And I hope that they actually break the value of defilement archstone. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I, I love the value of defilement. <laughs> uh, but I get it, though. Yeah. Man, I, I want to see, because we haven't seen any of the value of defilement yet. Um, yeah. in any of the comparison trailers. Um, it's the one environment, they, they show the Shrine of Storms has rain in it now. Again, we don't know if that's across the board or maybe if that's world tendency affecting the weather or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know the, the, the bottom of Valley Development had like that dark, hazy rain to it. Uh, so I'm just hoping that area looks awesome because I think that has some of the most potential for... Um, it's the kind of thing where like the aesthetic of improved lighting is it gives it distinctly better graphics, but in some cases you're weighing the pros and cons of, of advanced lighting. But I feel like the, the bottom value of the fight, I mean, like I want to see that with modern graphics and lighting. I think that could yeah. look really, really awesome. One of the things that we also talked about with regard to like demon souls and lighting is that the, the lack of draw distance sort of helps in a lot of places, making it feel more oppressive. And one of my fears was that they they would think, oh, it's two console generations later, let's fix that. But mm-hmm. they they seem to have maintained like relatively the same like draw distance by just using fog and darkness and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that I, I think they will understand that intent. Um, yeah. The biggest the biggest departure again graphically is they released that one shot on their. Uh, pre-order page where it's you're looking from like the dragon's rest towards the yeah. later areas of bulletaria and that level of the lighting and crispness uh definitely like it was so clear looking that like a lot of people didn't recognize the location maybe also because yeah. it was a weird spot but uh that was really funny for me to see because in the original version of demon souls 
you know, you can look down in that area. You do see that tower in the middle, middle and you see the sort of converging mountain peaks, which I guess in the remake, they put like, like more of like an empty valley between them instead of converging. Um, but graphically, the graphics are so like bad in the original that looking at the distant mountaintops, the peaks of the mountains where they touch is a little like gets a little rectangular and low quality that I thought it looked like a building up there. Right. And in my head, I misunderstood the eleva- elevator ride up to Alance Tower. Usually I'm really like good and on top of understanding the geographical spaces of these games. Um, so I always thought Alance Tower was supposed to be on the top of the mountaintop. But it's actually not. It's just that one tower you see centered in the frame between and below like the mountains. Uh, so I th- that kind of blew my mind when I found that out. And then when I saw the remake, I was like, oh, well, at least they understand the framing of like, yeah, that's the final tower off in the distance kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was funny that the, the low quality of graphics m- affected my interpretation of the area. I thought like, oh, yeah, a Lance way up on top of those mountains. And it's like, oh, no, no, he's down between <laughs> them. <laughs> It's like the um, comparing the brain of Mensis to the heart in Latria, where it's like mm-hmm. the brain of Mensis, like from the beginning, you can look up and see, oh, okay, there's like, you can't really make it up because it's so far away, but you can kind of tell, okay, there's like a brainy thing in this tower. It's like a blob and it's shooting like light at me. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in Latria, like you kind of never really get a good look at the heart. You just like bump into it occasionally. You're kind of like like groping around in the dark on these narrow yeah. ledges and then you'll just bump into a bunch of meat and yes. it's like it has that really like oh jesus quality to it that <laughs> that like if you could just see from the from where you're standing to the end of the bridge it like wouldn't feel the same mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad that like latria they seem to have maintained the same level of darkness like you can't really see more than you could before so that that was my number one concern Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like the brightness in Latria in the remake looks like it was up to just a small amount, but it's pretty com- it's pretty comparable to original Demon Souls with max uh, brightness setting, um, which I usually play when I play original Demon Souls. I usually have it around like seven or eight brightness. Yeah, just because I I feel like the neutral setting is like it's like a little just a little too dark in some places. Yeah. So Richie just mentioned his number one concern. And my number one concern is whether or not the catering icon is making a comeback. One hundred percent. I so for any listeners who are unaware, uh, but you should be aware, and if you're not, you will be now. Uh, just like Google image search, like Demon Souls cat ring. Um, I think that's the ring that lessens your fall damage, if I remember correctly. And its icon in the status effects, like in the HUD, is legendary. Uh, it's like yeah. just like a JPEG, basically. Uh, I don't know the actual file format, but basically, it's just like a JPEG of like some developer's cat, probably. Uh, <laughs> it's just an actual li- literal photo of a house cat, and mm-hmm. it is aesthetically horribly inappropriate in the original Demon Souls. Uh, it's it's terrible, but that's why we all love it. And I'm hoping it's like there's no way they would just put that in unchanged. Like that would be truly legendary if they just put it back in as is and i would love it um i'm hoping they split the difference though and they make a new new status effect icon and find some like you insert the konami code or something and it unlocks like there should it should be there in easter egg form in some way where someone really wants to see it let them do it but let the general player base uh get to avoid it i guess maybe it's it's the reward for beating the game in shattered mode 
<laughs> that would be that would be too good. Yeah, I, I I genuinely want it back as an Easter egg in some way. Yeah, same. Yeah, and, and like the the rat icon was like a CGI rat. I was just about to say the yeah. the 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 other status effect icons. Yeah, the rat one is terrible too. Yeah. Terrible in a different way, where it's a really low quality like three D model. Yeah, like, it's like perfectly symmetrical, staring directly at you. And, and like if you see them next to each other, it looks it looks like someone's like late nineties GeoCities website where they've just like stuck some random images together. It's it's, it's beautiful. Really, it's yeah. really really bad, and. Uh, <laughs> It just it sets itself apart. Like that, those are two things you could point to. Like if you wanted to quickly show how the Souls games evolved and the rough edges around Demon Souls, if you had to take a single screenshot, I would be sure to equip the Cat Ring and the Rat Ring. Absolutely. <laughs> the cat's not even looking at you. That's the. It's like looking above you. It's it's, it's so about it. It's like it's. It's not even that it's a JPEG of a cat, it's like the worst possible choice for a JPEG of a cat. It's it's it feels very rushed. It definitely feels like they they have to scramble these status effect icons together and just like we're like, alright, here's here's what we got. And uh I would love to know the back has anyone rever there's no way to Google reverse search that cat, I bet like Well like <laughs> one thing I noticed in Bloodborne is that all the um the blackboards are like stock images of existing blackboards. So I'm assuming ah, that yeah. like this probably just had a bunch of stock images and just looked up cat. Yeah. It had to have come from some library. Yeah. Yeah. You, that, that comes down to, I'm sure that most games are affected by this, but of course we're super into the souls game. So we notice it here, but there's definitely always some, fundamental aspect of like you have to go to some stock library to get some assets like you can't build everything from the ground up yeah there's some funny examples of that too like i'm that has to be the explanation for how the heineken label wound up in oh, the yeah yeah in the grave of saints and dark souls too like they they google searched or they searched within their libraries i should say probably like uh rubble or a rubbish pile or something like mm -hmm. that and just like came up with that and didn't notice yeah. you know a label yeah. in it and like the the books in all the bookcases, like they're just existing books that they've like got scans of the covers of. Like the yeah. like the Fool's Idols book is the book of Kells and things like that. Yeah. I yeah. remember when that was pointed out, I I yeah. never thought to look more closely at the book myself. And uh when that was identified, I thought that was super, super cool. Yeah, the texture yeah. texture is surprisingly high quality for yeah. her book in Demon Souls. Yeah. I wonder if they kept that. I uh, <laughs> there's no I way so. they did. There's no way they did, but if they put a high res like like a like a scan of it that you can actually read, that would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah. So I guess changes that we want to see in Demon Souls remake. I don't know if there's there's a lot of the common things people want ladders to be climbed faster. Yeah. Um, you know that's uh that's something that should probably happen. Um, I would expect the the speed at which characters fall is going to be tweaked. Because if anyone remembers, if you walk off a ledge in Demon Souls, like you fall comically slow. It looks really, really <laughs> weird and floaty, and no nothing has a real, you know, like arrows that are fired in these games have to move slower so that your player, like your eyes, can like understand what you're seeing. Yeah, um, they don't 
aren't based off of realistic physics, but in the later Souls games, you do fall faster than you do in Demon Souls. You go back to that game and you try walking off a ledge and you're like, whoa, why am I floating? <laughs> um, so I, I, all, all those little things are going to be tweaked for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm wondering if they're going to... My biggest thing, again, going back to World Tendency, is I really want to see them flush that out uh, to a really yeah. extreme degree. Um, changes to the environment, like weather and lighting yeah. uh i i hope they go all in on that because it would be great to go back to world and to not just be like oh there's an enemy in red like glowing red who wasn't here before um mm-hmm. as an indication that things have changed uh, it would mm. be great great to have a lot of different things change yeah. yeah i i'd like just personally i'd like to see them get rid of the um and i assume they will get rid of the gender restrictions on armor sets oh yeah Duh, i didn't even think about that yeah that should be gone 100 mm-hmm. percent yeah oh another thing you know how when you pick up certain armor if you're overburdened or whatever you can't go back to it again i wonder that's a really tricky thing because like part of me feels like everyone hates that mechanic i kind of like the weird risk or reward of picking things up and then maybe losing them if you can't hold on to them but it's a tricky thing because it sucks if you picked up like the brushwood armor set, which weighs a ton. <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, you suddenly have to make a decision of like, do I like get rid of all of my other armor and weapons to carry this crap now? Yeah. Um. So I could easily see them undoing it, and I don't know if it's the type of thing where you can split the difference on where you'd say, well, let's keep the mechanic, but just up the capacity a lot. But it's like, well, if you do that, then players might not learn that it's even a mechanic at all until they pick up one really heavy armor set. And if it only impacts you in like one specific situation in the game, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's, it's again, like it feels like something from an earlier like design methodology where it's, it's more of a dungeon crawl kind of deal where you have to like, what am I going to haul back to the surface kind of feel to it. But in a mm-hmm. world where everything is persistent and there's a ton of unique stuff, it feels like, it like it can screw you over in a way that feels yeah like, yeah there isn't really a good like in-game in lore explanation for like well i couldn't pick up this armor set and then now it's gone forever it's like well if you couldn't pick it up you could just go back to the nexus and then go back and get it like well, you know why would it have to disappear you know yeah that could actually be a good solution like you can pick it up later that could be it maybe just have the items re re auto drop to the to the corpse you tried picking them up off of yeah, or just say like um, you are overburdened, cannot pick up, or something like exactly. that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Something else that I was wondering about: uh, crystal lizards. So, for those who might be unaware, they work a little bit differently in Demon Souls than the later Souls games. Uh, in the later Souls games, if a crystal lizard runs away and disappears, you can just quit and reload right where the crystal lizard was, and there's no tension. There's no like it'll just it's guaranteed to come back if you missed it. In Demon Souls. If you uh, have a crystal lizard run away and disappear on you, that crystal lizard is gone forever with a bit of an asterisk. And that there is like a sort of point system where, or like progression system where more crystal lizards can be added to that same spawn point. Yeah. Uh, when you'd like defeat a boss, like another crystal lizard will come back. And if you're at another location uh, and had cleared that crystal lizard, then there'll be like two waiting in that spot, essentially, um, you know, kill one, reload it. And then the second one will be back. So the thing I liked about that is there felt like actual tension and that the crystal lizard you want to kill could disappear and be lost forever. Mm. At the same time, though, 
losing out on important upgrade materials also kind of sucks. <laughs> like it was very like <laughs> it was very very punishing. It felt like so that's one of those things where I felt like the series should always split the difference. Where I would love to have crystal lizards disappear permanently if you lose them but that maybe that what they drop like there's a good counterbalance like there's an other spot in the game to reasonably farm or obtain the same stuff and demon souls has a few spots where it's like no yeah. they, they they potentially drop like important upgrade materials for uh, certain upgrade paths and uh you know if you don't get the drop you're looking for like in the end of shrine of storms from the crystal lizards or whatever like you're just gonna have to wait till new game plus and uh if i'm remembering correctly but it's just very like Again, I can see them wanting to change that because maybe it was too punishing, but I also do like the risk reward. Like if you see one in the environment, it's more special than it was in the later Souls games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ma- making it feel more like like I did a cool thing and got a reward rather than yes. like, oh shit, I'm locked out of doing this now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, balancing that between or just, oh, I just quit and reloaded to the title screen and there it is. No problem. Like, yeah. Ooh. So this doesn't even relate to Demon Souls, but can I pitch you this weird theory I've been crafting? Cool. <laughs> yes. Okay. So there was a recent thread by Zuli posting this idea that Filnor's egg in Dark Souls 3 are related to the transposing kiln. Right. And mm-hmm. this has made me go down a weird rabbit hole over the last couple of days where my final conclusion is that I think vagrants are related to crystal lizards which is a yeah. weird direction to go in. So that's that's something I'll be writing about or making a video on probably some months down the road. They, they look nothing alike, Vagrants and Crystal Lizards. So it's like, why would they be related? They have a weird crab, Lovecraftian, cute crab monster thing, and then like yep. a lizard. One of the connecting tissues to bear in mind, though, is that good Vagrants run away and disappear if you approach them. Yeah. Aww. And uh, the evil Vagrant doesn't do that. But it has an unused animation of disappearing. And I'm like, hmm. And there's a few things in these sort of lore observations that, like, the toss-up is, is Filinor's egg related to vagrants or crystal lizards? There's certain things that piece them together. And I'm having a sort of why-not-both situation. Yeah. Do lizards lay eggs? Yes. In real life or Dark Souls? (laughs) Anywhere? Yeah, we never we never see any in in game egg type stuff, but that makes me wonder. You know, when a when a crystal lizard runs off and disappears, where does it go exactly? Does it you know online mechanically it, it doesn't do anything? But if the concept was like maybe it's disappearing off to another world, maybe the vagrants were the evolution of that idea. Maybe they said, maybe coming from Demon Souls, they're like, someone had the conversation of being like, hey, where do these lizards run off to? It's like, oh, maybe it goes to someone else's game. And a light bulb went off. Yeah. And they said, well, here's a, why don't we do these vagrant things? Mm-hmm. So, well, like the, the lizards are interesting because like Dark Souls makes this point of like everything was rock and then like fire happened, which infused the rock with souls. And that's kind of where everything comes from. And then, so like the, the crystal lizards, like they are, they're Titanite that's like in fuel. It's not clear if they are Titanite or they just like they have Titanite in them because they're made of rock. Right. But like, and like you find them all in the Great Hollow, which is the big stone tree that goes down yes. to where the big stone dragon is. And it's like, so it's almost like a, a vagrant's like the opposite because they are souls, because like they're what happens when you lose a bunch of souls, they become a vagrant. 
This is exactly what I was thinking. Um, the crystal lizards have a sort of like pre-human quality to them, you know, being related to Titanite. I feel like the vagrants might be the weird corruption of humanity in a way. Yeah. Where the process naturally births these weird lizards. And then because of the nature of humans being dark and twisted and being cursed and everything, I feel like vagrants might be the weird mutated version of a crystal lizard in a way where they're corrupted by humanity and they come out as these horrible weird monster type things and that's like philianor is like where the dark soul is and the dark soul is humanity so like it sort of links together it's it yeah so this is uh yeah in, in progress theory theory crafting <laughs> but uh I love it because I've wondered for years, like, who thought of Vagrants? Like, where the heck did that idea come from? The developers have never, never talked about it. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, oh, yeah, if it stemmed from Demon Souls, Crystal Lizards running away and disappearing, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of interesting theories, we actually have some insider info on Ooh. a lore thread in the upcoming Demon Souls remake. Oh, cool. Uh, what are the are there spoilers? Because I would love to hear them. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Yeah, so I have no I'm idea what this like, is. I'm just sitting there thinking, mm -hmm, is this going to be about your cat? Is your cat the new cat ring icon soon? No, a user named ZBMC Carter left a message in our video on the Demon Souls trailer analysis with insider information. And yeah. Richie, I sent it to you. Could you please read it out for us? <sighs> An unnamed source told me that the overgrown grass and plants are part of the new lore. In the new story, King Alan allows his demon neighbor to borrow his lawnmower and the demon never returns it. Finding the king's <laughs> lawnmower is the first third of the story. Then... <laughs> I love it. Then, Richie? Then you have to find a gas canister <laughs> to fill it up, and the last third of the story is just your character mowing the king's grass for hours. Then? <laughs> the fights in the trailer are literally the only fights in the game. The new developers decided to make Demon Souls into the most realistic lawn care simulator ever created. <laughs> Thank you. There is more, but Rich is clearly refusing to read it. That's amazing. <laughs> that's that's legendary. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, ZBM Carter. <laughs> this is something I could share that uh, if anyone in the community knows how to help. I haven't really put this out there yet, but... Uh, for Demon Souls, for the videos I make, I have access to the debug of Demon Souls, but it's very, very limited compared to like the Dark Souls one debug. Um, oh. You can't like teleport. You can't like no clip. I mean, you can't really no clip in the Dark Souls one debug. Uh, so it, it's oddly restricted. You can't spawn uh, stuff into your inventory. Even, like, if I want to go, like, collect certain things or show th certain things in the game, like, I have to physically go there in the game and, like, get it. So, like, making the Demon Souls videos is, like, it's a ton more effort, a ton more work. And doing, like, this whole, like, world hopping, showing different world tendency events, I'm just like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare. Right, yeah. uh, I mean, you can directly change your world tendency, thankfully. Um, but still, so 
my whole thing is I recently learned that apparently with Cheat Engine, you can hack uh, stuff in the emulator. You know, I'm not the most tech-savvy person, so I guess that's probably not really a surprise to some people. Um, but my biggest wish list for Demon Souls at the moment is if somebody out there could make like a Cheat Engine script that works with Demon Souls and emulation that gives you all of the traditional stuff that Dark Souls 1 have. That's like my my wish from the community. Uh, that would be absolutely legendary if someone could put something like that out there. No. Help me. That's the way you throw that in. Like, <laughs> If you need help in something, do you know who you usually summon? Uh, who's that? Nar. <laughs> I, I sense Richie's like, Staring me down. <laughs> See, I thought you're either going to say that, or you're going to mention like someone by name, <laughs> and then we're going to have to edit it out later. <laughs> well, I don't... <laughs> uh... yeah, the the person you're thinking of summoning doesn't know how to use a debug console because he only has tentacles. So he can't he can't actually uh, use a PS3 controller properly. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right, <laughs> thank you, Richie. Polite laughter from illusory wall as he attempts <laughs> to pass this conversation. No, this is great. I'm all in. <laughs> I got this. Is, this is gonna be out of left field, but just like exhausting things. I remember I wanted to talk about with Demon Souls. Yeah, sure. Uh, voice actors. Yes. Yeah, so that that I'm interested to see what's going to happen. My first assumption is it's going to be a mix of new and old cast. I mean, yeah, yeah, that would make the most sense. Something I think you guys had talked about was in the opening trailer, uh, opening part of the trailer, or whatever. Uh, it it sounds like the same voice actor for the Made in the Black. Mm. I hope it is. It, it sounds like it, but it sounds different. She's saying vowels sounds differently. Like she's got different, like she's saying she's elongating certain vowels that she, if you listen to them side by side, like she'll, she uses kind of short vowel sounds in the original and now she's using long ones, which made me think it was a different person. Mm-hmm. So I think she's just directed differently. It could be directed differently or maybe even, I don't know um, how long, like if English is a second language for her or like at what point in her life she would have started speaking it perhaps. Um, but it could be that her relationship to the language has changed as well, potentially. You know, yeah. maybe she's been speaking English for even longer now, so that might affect the accent. Yeah. I mean, like, going back to just, like, stuff in the original that's sort of almost a happy accident, like the draw distance. Um, Iveta's delivery, like, the way that she seems unsure of saying certain words in English, like, it adds a lot to the Maiden's character. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you can hear her sort of like pause and like sort of force some words out in a way that like sounds sort of unnerving. Yeah. 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 There's there's almost like a it's funny to bring her up twice in the same episode, but almost to like a Bjork ish quality <laughs> to the way she speaks as well, yeah. where it's yeah. it's it's very plain and and calm and and, and yeah. inviting sounding, um, but sounds a little like they're choosing their words in a way that's like kind of just trying to communicate with you basically, but it, it feels there's a bit of a, an otherness to that person where, you know, that yeah, they're yeah. from somewhere else and they, they have a different past basically. Yeah. If it's not Yvette who's voicing the maiden this time, that means mm-hmm. canonically the maiden in black is a Slav. Right. 
Oh, one last thing before we go. <laughs> Let me ask you a very important and controversial question. Sure. Uh-oh. What do you think of the new font? Oh, it it looks not great. <laughs> you know, it's not very good. But then, like, at the same time, like, I was looking at the original font, and I'm like, what? how much of that it, how much of our affinity to that is just because we're used to it yeah because uh, yeah. original font isn't very good either uh so <laughs> you, you it, it feels like a sideways step rather than like a step forward or backwards but because so many people are used to how it looked originally a sideways step looks like a, a massive step backwards which i'm not sure that, you know i don't know it, it yeah. would be it, there's such a backlash to it that i'm kind of expecting them to probably change it because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the the consensus is mostly unanimous, and people are just like du- kind of dunking on it. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it's it's one of those things where I didn't even really think about it that much. Like it popped up on the screen, and like that subconscious part of my brain was like, "That looks a little odd," but I didn't I didn't yeah. really think about it that much. And then I see the reaction on the line. I'm like, "Oh yeah, everyone is hating this." Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think it would be a problem until Richie asked, how mad are people about this font? That was Demon Souls Remake Trailer Discussion with special guest Illusory Wall. Hey. Illusory Wall, do you just want to mention your social media again so people can find you? Sure thing, yes. That's uh, youtube.com slash illusorywall, twitter.com slash illusorywall, uh, Patreon with the same URL as well. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of the best way to reach me is, uh, if you have any questions or just, like, curious about anything, just, uh, at me on Twitter. That's usually the best way to just, I'm more active there than, uh, I do, like, read most of my YouTube video comments as well. But, yeah, Twitter is, like, kind of the best place to uh, get in contact. And you're, you're very knowledgeable about, like, testing game mechanics, and you also do a game music podcast. Yeah, yeah, those are my, my two sort of things that i really really like to nerd on nerd out on uh in addition to souls games mechanics and weird cut content and stuff like that i do a lot of analysis of like why the nintendo sounds the way it does or why the sega genesis sounds the way it does so a lot of analysis of old video game music so if you like souls games and retro game music uh definitely i would love to be in your uh sphere online awesome well thank you so much for coming yeah thanks so much for having me this is great and uh, before you go, one last question. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite Reborn character? Reborn? Okay, so my favorite Reborn character is Cavalone Famiglia. <laughs> Wait, that's a family. That's not a character. Crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>